You're listening to the Radical Disruption Podcast with Maya Nicole, nursing student turned multi-six-figure online entrepreneur. Here we talk all things real and raw when it comes to entrepreneurship and what it really takes to get to the next level. Leave the small biz talk at the door and buckle up for the tangible, tactical, and actionable steps that will help guide you in building a disruptive business. Let's dive into the show. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Radical Disruption. Today's episode is all about my recent failures. So this is where we're getting honest, real, raw, vulnerable, because you know, that's what this podcast is all about. But also, on the topic of real, raw, and honest, I've actually re-recorded this, no joke, seven times. And I actually, (laughs) I recorded it seven times and then I exited out of it seven times. And today is actually three weeks after I recorded those seven times and then canceled them out. It's taken me that long to dive into this episode. I don't know why, but failure specifically and just talking about failures is so hard. And it's not necessarily even that like, like I see failures as the end, but I think it's more so I just don't see a lot of people talking about their failures. And so when I open up about my failures, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm honestly the only person going through this. But I also know that I'm not the only person going through this. And I also know that that's like the entire intention of why I created this podcast. So with all that being said, there's some background knowledge for you there, but recent failures. So The first one is relaunching scalability out of scarcity. So this is round three of scalability. And now the scarcity that you're probably thinking of is actually not the scarcity that actually was. So I didn't relaunch scalability out of the lack of money that was coming in. It wasn't scarcity of income. It was more so scarcity of not being able to navigate what life is going to look like once I have a baby. and. I was really afraid that I was never going to be able to run a live program again. And I didn't have a lot of trust in my business and the things that I had set up. And also a lot of trust (laughs) in the fact that like, I'm still going to be able to live a life even when I have a baby. And I know that sounds so, so cliche and so also so weird too. And now that I'm even saying it out loud because I've worked through these things, I'm like, that's kind of funny that I thought that. But at the same time, I, you know, just thinking about having a kid, it's like, I just don't know what life is going to look like. It was really the scarce, I don't even know, maybe scarcity isn't even the best word. Maybe I didn't really relaunch it out of scarcity. I maybe relaunched it out of fear and out of uncertainty. I'd say that that's probably, that's probably more accurate. It it was really more out of the uncertainty of not knowing what life would look like. And even still now, knowing what life will look like once a baby is here, what my schedule is going to look like. Um, That being said, though, what I've really worked through over these last few weeks, and I should mention, side note, scalability round three has been absolutely amazing. Like there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with it whatsoever. But I think that with the amount of people that came inside and the amount of people that I've been able to impact with this round is significantly less um, because of the timing and also because of the intention behind why I was relaunching it. And I'll get more into the numbers in just a second. But with the uncertainty, I was just really not trusting 
that I would be able to navigate new challenges and new situations. And I am someone who genuinely believes that everything that I need is already inside me. And I'm just on this journey of uncovering these things. And as I go through failures and as I go through challenges, it's uncovering all these different things that, again, are already inside of me. And so that's really what I've been working through over these last few weeks and realizing is, you know, there is uncertainty and there are going to be challenges ahead. No doubt about that whatsoever. But also, I can do it. You know, (laughs) if I could run my business while taking care of my husband while he was injured, as well as working another job, like I can do this, you know? And I just think that each new season just brings such uncertainty. And it's just recognizing that it's okay for things to change and that change isn't bad and that change is it's necessary, honestly, for the growth and evolution of not just ourselves as human beings, but for our businesses too. So with that being said, what did the numbers look like with round three? So round one of scalability, I ran that in January, end of January of this year, 2023, and that brought in 100 people. And when I ran ran round two, I believe that was May slash April of this year, I brought in 85 people. And then this round of scalability, I only brought in 55 people. While I say only 55 people, like I'm still celebrating the heck out of it. And again, it's been such an amazing program. There's nothing that has been lacking inside of this program, but it let, I let my own, I guess I let myself down in terms of what my expectations were with the amount of revenue that I would make from this relaunch with the amount of people that I would bring in, with the amount of impact that I would be able to make. Impact, really, I had attached that word to the amount of people. So I was thinking in my head, you know, the more amount of people that I get inside, the bigger my impact, which isn't always necessarily the case. I think that, you know, inside of our programs, whether we have one or two people or inside of our offers in general, there's so much impact to be made. And so again, it's just been this whole process of learning and unlearning and diving into the uncertainty versus running away from the uncertainty. But looking back, I do genuinely wish that I hadn't relaunched scalability when I did relaunch it, um, mainly because I wasn't able to prepare the way that I wanted to prepare and see the numbers that I wanted to be able to see. And also just like mentally, I don't think that I was quite ready for that (laughs) relaunch. Uh, Whereas if I had just waited a little bit longer, that probably would have been a lot better. So that's failure number one. Failure number two, taking on way too many one-on-one clients while also running my mini mind group. And again, with this, it wasn't even necessarily that there were areas of my business, especially in terms of client experience that fell through because of the quantity that I was taking on. It was more so just a wake up call to me of like, this is not how I want to run my business and this is not what success looks like to me. So I've actually had this scenario happen twice this year. So at the beginning of this year, I think it was like January, February, it was, I wasn't running a mini mind, but I, I'd taken on way too many one-on-one clients and it wasn't out of a place of scarcity. It was just really, truly out of lack of planning. <laughs> Um, I just thought that I could take on more than I could take on, truly. I just didn't really understand my capacity. 
And after I had taken on that amount of clients, like once they all had like ended their containers, not all of them ended, but like once majority of them had ended their containers, I took on a lot less one-on-one clients. Like I think I was taking on like two or three versus like at one point I had like eight to 10 in one month, which is just like for what I do in terms of capacity and all the other things that I'm doing, it was just not possible for me. Again, not lacking in terms of client experience. It just didn't allow me to do other things in my business that I wanted to do. And it also meant that I was working more hours. And so I I basically course corrected. And (laughs) the way that I course corrected was basically going on the opposite end of the spectrum, which wasn't necessarily taking on zero clients, but it was basically taking on as least amount as possible. And then what I realized with taking on, you know, less clients for a little bit amount of time was like, oh, I want to take on a little bit more. And so then I took on a little bit more and then I took on a little bit more and then I got back to the place where I was just taking on way too many again. So obviously I didn't learn my lesson the first time. So this was, again, I was taking on like eight, I had eight to 10, somewhere in that range at a time, one-on-one clients on top of running my mini mind, which had six people inside of it. The amount of time that I was spending per day, just to give you an idea, just between these two offerings, so one-on-one and my mini mind, I was spending like five, four to five hours a day, which is no go <laughs> in terms of the way that I want to run my business. And like, again, how I, what my goals are and the, the definition of success for me. So basically what I did again was course correct, but this time I didn't course correct in the sense of like going all the way back, I guess, in the total opposite direction. It was more of just like a wake up call to me of what I wanted my business to look like. And there was a question that one of my, uh, that my coach asked me and she said, what does your ideal day look like? What does your ideal week look like? And what does your ideal month look like? That was really when I had that wake up call of like, oh my gosh, like this is not what my ideal day, week or month looks like. And it's not because I don't love helping these people. And it's not because I wasn't making great money. And it's not because honestly, it's not even because it was too much. Um, It was more so just because like, that's just not what my ideal day looked like. Like I didn't want to be you know, whether that was between like Voxer messaging and hopping on one-on-one calls. Like I just didn't want my day to be spent four or five hours having these conversations. Whereas like for me, like uh, I wanted my time to be able to be spent creating new offers if I wanted to create new offers or sending out more emails or, or having more podcast episodes. Like there was just so many other things that I wanted to do. And so asking myself that question of like, what is my day, ideal day, week and, and month look like, especially in terms of the amount of live calls and live hours that I'm spending. Well, I guess live hours, live hours, meaning live calls. Um, like, what does that even look like for me? And so at the time of that question being asked, I mean, I was hopping on like seven to eight live calls a week, whereas now I'm hopping on like one to three live calls per week, which is like, that is what my ideal structure looks like. And there's nothing wrong with hopping on seven to eight. And it's not to say that that's not sustainable, but just for me of like, what creates the most spaciousness in my business, what lights me up, what gives me the most amount of energy is taking on less calls and being able to spend more time in other areas of my business, being able to spend more time creating more group offerings. So that was a huge I guess two part lesson, one part being at the beginning of the year and then relearning that lesson again. And hopefully this time I've learned my lesson. Um, But now I'm really taking on not just one on one offerings, as well as thinking about my mini mind strategically in that sense of like, 
what does my dream schedule look like, but all of the other offers and all the other opportunities as well. And so it's really helped me to just look from that perspective of what do I want to take on? Do I have the capacity to take that on? And it's not even necessarily like the capacity in sense of like, that I don't have the capacity to take on more one-on-one calls. I, I do. <laughs> I technically do. Um, it's not to say that I don't have the capacity to take on, uh, let's just say, doing more uh, guest speaking uh, opportunities in, inside of people's podcasts. I do. But in terms of the capacity of like what I want my ideal schedule to look like, like I can say, hey, yeah, I am maxed out. Or, hey, no, actually, I do have time. Or, hey, let's push this back another month. And so it's almost been a really great way for me as well to learn how to say no or learn how to, well, yeah, I guess learn how to say no, but also learn uh, how to structure a schedule that creates more spaciousness. I guess, I I, yeah, I guess that's the best way to put it. All right. (laughs) Number three in terms of failures, self-sabotage was showing up on Instagram lately. Now, I'm going to tell something that's actually kind of funny and comical, and I don't know if this is like super relatable, but this is how my journey's been. So last year, and you've probably, hopefully you've heard me talk about this. I've talked about this a few different times, but last year in 2022, I was posting six times per week. Some days I was posting two times. So some days uh, or some weeks I was posting like, I don't know, eight times, 10 times per week. Either way, I was posting at least one time per day with the exception of Sundays, which I always take off social media completely, take off from my business completely. And it was working really well, but I decided in January of this year that I wasn't going to do that. I was going to start posting three times a week instead. And I had this schedule set in my head where I was going to do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I send out emails on Thursdays. And then I knew I was going to launch my podcast, which I was going to launch those on Tuesdays. So that was basically like my way of showing up five times per week, but in different areas. So again, Monday would be Instagram. Tuesday would be my podcast. Wednesday would be Instagram. Thursday would be my email. Friday would be Instagram again. So again, that's how I had in my head structured things. And I was like, oh yeah, like if I go from posting six times per week to posting three times per week, that's going to be so much easier. And yes, it is. But for whatever reason, like having those days off from posting just totally screwed with my brain and it still is. And, And here I am in September, which is what, like the, I don't even know, the ninth month of the year, something like that almost October at this point of me recording this. But I'm like nine or 10 months into the year and I'm still struggling with this. And it's just so funny that like it was so much easier for me to show up consistently when I was posting six times per week versus me posting three times per week because I didn't give myself that break. And like it really helped me to like when I was posting more frequently to take out like the I don't even know, like, I guess the thought process, not even the thought process, because that makes it sound like my content didn't have any thought behind it. It did for sure. But it really helped me to just like post it and then kind of like move on. Whereas like now when I only have three pieces of content to post, I'm like, what do I want to talk about? Like, what are the most important things that I need to talk about? So I'm just like so much more in my head about it. And this is still something that I'm working through. And I don't have an answer (laughs) to to how I'm going to get through this, honestly. But I know for a fact that like, I don't want to show up six times a week on social media, specifically on Instagram. And so like, I'm going to have to figure it out. And it's not even like the attachment to like, oh, I'm, I'm growing less on Instagram or I'm not seeing the results. It's just so it's just getting so in my head about the type of content that I'm posting, like the topics that I'm talking about 
And then like I'll even create pieces of content. Like the amount of content that I have created. And I'm like, yes, I'm going to post this. And I'm like, "Mm, okay, well, I only get to post three times this week. So what do I want to talk about? I probably don't want to talk about that. So in my drafts, on my reels, in my notes, uh, which is where I do majority of like my ideation for my content, uh, so many ideas that are like basically fully built out ideas. Not not just talking like a hook where it's just like, oh, you should create a piece of content around this. It's like, no, like I have the hook, I have all of the script, the caption, everything all written out, and it's still it's still living there in the graveyard of uh, all of my ideas. I guess maybe I'll have an update later on, but. Again, it's not tied to necessarily, it it isn't tied to the numbers um, because I have been growing. And that's been something that's super interesting too, thinking about, you know, 2022 versus now where I'm basically posting half, if not more than half of uh, what I was posting last year. I've still been able to grow this year. um, I think I'm up to 80,000 followers this year by posting less. Um, which is really awesome <laughs> to see that like you can post less and still grow a lot. And it's been so much better for me in terms of sustainability and giving me time to do other things inside of my business. And also too, not just other things, I, I should say, not just sustainability in terms of like content creation, but recognizing that I am showing up in other areas of my business with content. Like for example, on this podcast and doing um, more emails. So I scaled up the amount of emails that I'm doing. And so Like I've scaled other areas of my business up while I've scaled the area of Instagram down, um, but also still being able to see results even while doing less. Like that's just so powerful. So anyways, number four, four in terms of failures, uh, losing my focus with shiny objects instead of focusing on selling and focusing on what my income producing activities are. Some of these shiny objects being creating new offers, being on a new social media platform, taking brand pictures. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that those things are not important. Um, but for me personally in my business, I real like I legit recognize this. I think it was like one or two months ago where I was like, why am I not making as much money? And I just had to sit down with myself and have a really honest conversation. And I was like, you're not selling. You're not doing the things that are going to drive the needle in your business and make you money. And it was a hard conversation because it's like, I sit here on this podcast and I'm like, let's talk about income producing activities. Let's talk about selling. Like, you know, and it's like, of course, I'm still doing all those things, but like to the level that I should have been doing them, I wasn't. And so it's just that wake up call for me of like, if I want to have a successful business, I actually don't need to be doing all these other things. Oftentimes that people are saying where it's like, do this to be successful, do this to be successful. And I did, I I totally got caught up in the shiny object syndrome of like, oh, well, I need to do that to be successful. And I need to do that instead of just looking at like, hey, this is actually what works best for my business. This is what's giving me the greatest ROI. And like, I know that selling and like showing up and selling daily on my Instagram, like I know that that works. And I know that doing my income producing activities, I know that that works, like just sticking with those things. So just a gut check moment there for me of like, hey, just keep doing the things that keep working <laughs> instead of getting caught up in all these other things that you don't necessarily need to do. Not to say that they aren't important, right? Like creating new offers, that's great. And I love creating new offers, but do I need to create new offers to be successful? No. Do I need to be on a new social media platform? No. Do I need to take brand pictures? No, I already have a bunch of other brand pictures that I could be using. 
Um, but I was just like, basically, uh, I own actually, now that I'm saying this out loud, I'm like, I almost wonder if I was self-sabotaging my own success because there were certain things in my business that I didn't want to do because they didn't feel like a lot of fun anymore. Like I, I, wow, this is, this is a therapy session for myself. (laughs) I'm like talking myself through this. I'm like, wait a second. Like there's actually a deeper level here. I honestly think that looking back now, I was tired of selling and it wasn't necessarily that like, I I was just, it just wasn't fun for me. Like I, I wasn't making things fun and I wasn't trying new things and I wasn't trying, I wasn't pushing myself out of my comfort zone when it came to selling. And so I got boring. And so I think that that's truly why I was starting to get a little bit of that shiny object syndrome looking elsewhere. Cause I was like, well, this seems fun. Like, let me go take new brand pictures because that makes me feel you know, like fun and like I have new pictures to post and, you know, things to do like that. But it's like, actually like why? Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. There was definitely some, uh, self-sabotage going on there looking back. So therapist Maya to therapist client Maya. (laughs) Um, okay. Last one in terms of recent failures is listening to an outside opinion that didn't understand my business strategy. And I started to doubt what I had built and created based on just one opinion. Now, this one's actually a pretty tough one. Um, This is someone that I still look up to a lot and 100% respect um, so, so, so much. But I was chatting with someone and for whatever reason, we were going through different aspects of my business and different offers that I had and why I had them and the way that things were structured. And, you know, this person was grilling me on all things business (laughs) which is great. Like I'm, you know me, I'm an open book, literally ask me anything and I'm going to tell you. But after this person had asked me all these questions, they were like, well, why are you doing this? And why aren't you doing this? And like, why are things structured in this way? And like, why shouldn't, like, you should do this. And like, it, it was a lot of like, they didn't understand my full purpose and intention and strategy and they had asked questions, yes, so they knew basic things, but they didn't understand. Like, you know, I've been in business now for two years. Like, there are there are things that I've done very, 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 very strategically. There are things that I've tried that have failed, that I, you know, switched up, that I uh, haven't done. You know, there's just a lot that obviously, like, in a 10-minute conversation, people just can't understand. And I totally understand that. But this person was you know, coming from the perspective of like, oh, well, you know, we just chatted for five or however many minutes answering and you answer these questions, like, why are you doing these things? And so after I got off that conversation with them or after the conversation ended, I was like, wait, why am I doing those things? And in a sense, like it was a good gut check moment also for me of like, why am I doing these things? And is there actually like purpose and intention? Like, can I actually answer that question? But I also started to really, really doubt what I had built and in the way that I had built it. And I was like, I even, I I went to my coach and I sent like five, like 10 minute long uh, voice memos to her. And I was like, okay, I think that I need to stop doing this and burn down this offer and do this and like refocus my intentions here and maybe even do that. And like, she just came back to me and she's like, dude, like you've built a successful business like, where is this all coming from? And so I explained it to her and she's like, hey, like, there's a bajillion different ways that you can run a successful business. And like, if you, if you genuinely want to do things different because you feel pulled to do them by your intuition and not just because this other person said that you should do things different, then like, go ahead and do it. 
And again, just like gut check moment. I was like, oh, like I'm listening to someone who doesn't quite understand things. And while their intentions were pure, like this, but this person is a great person. Again, I look up to them a lot. They are not the person behind my business. Like that's me. And I have to understand, like, I have to dig deep and know where it is that I'm coming from and the impact that I want to make. And like, really, it's not up to anyone else to understand those things. It's my business, right? It's my journey. It's my vision of what it is that I'm building. And so just recognizing for me, and this is just something that's so basic, but like, there are so many ways to run a successful business. And the way that, you know, you run it might be so different than the way that I run it. And that doesn't mean that you're not going to be successful. And it doesn't mean that I'm not going to be successful. It's like, We can all be successful doing things in a little bit of a different way, but just really trusting in the way that we are doing things. And of course, like if things are not working, like if you're not seeing results, then that's a different story, right? But if you're on this path and like these people are like, hey, raise your prices. Hey, do this. Why are you doing this? Why are you not doing this? Like you should try this. You know, it's like that kind of goes back to, again, like the shiny object syndrome. And it's like all those people probably have really good intentions behind what it is they're trying to tell you to do. But it's like it's up to you to have discernment around what it is that you should be doing and what it is that you shouldn't be doing based off of what is best for the impact that you want to make, the community that you're building, the goals that you have, because that's on you. You know, it's, it's, again, it's on you to know the vision of where it is that you want to go with your business. So having discernment when those things come up, when people give you advice, when you're on trainings and people are saying, hey, do these different things. And if you've been on my trainings, oftentimes at the beginning of my trainings, I will give you that disclaimer and I'll say, hey, this is a disclaimer. Like there are going to be things inside of these trainings, things that I talk about that don't make sense for you to implement. And it's up to you to have discernment around whether or not it's best for you and your business and where you're at and where you're wanting to go. So that is it for my recent failures. Of course, we'll have more episodes in the future because you already know. Your girl is failing. We're all failing. We're all out here failing um, because that's how we're going to succeed, right? Every single failure leads you closer to where you want to go. And I'm such a believer that failures aren't the end. They're honestly just a stepping stone to success. So I hope this episode was helpful and I hope that you recognize that you're not alone in all of these failures. Um, Maybe yours are way different than mine. Maybe yours are the same as mine, but I just want you to know that you're not alone. You're doing a great job keep at it. I'm cheering you on. Being an entrepreneur is no easy feat by any means. It is tough. You're wearing a lot of hats. So give yourself some grace, pat yourself on the back, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. If this episode has served you in any way, I'd love it if you shared what you've learned, any aha moments that you may have had, or something that you loved, and tag me on Instagram at Maya Nicole. And if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review so that we can continue to learn and grow together. Thank you so much for your support. I love you and I'll talk to you in the next episode.